so that's where I felt. And it just means that hopefully there's somebody out there for me in the future. There is somebody out there. And, and that person will be so lucky to get you. And oh, you, thank you, you. you do need to not be picky, but that's all I'll say. <laughs> Listening to Dinner at 45 with Laura Kelly. Here we talk about it all vulnerability, relationships, love, happiness, friendships, and this thing we call life. We'll even explore travel, share recipes, and some fashion do's and don'ts. Really, anything you want to chat about. So grab a cocktail and pull up a chair because Laura's always got something to dish about. This is Dinner at 45. Let's chat. Hey, friends. Hey. Wow. Welcome to season two. I can't believe we are here today. This has been a journey, let me tell you. I am so excited, and I just can't wait to. Uh, play out season two for you all. And I hope that you all will be just as excited to listen and learn and just uh, enjoy the conversations. Um, I have to say thank you for sticking with me and riding this journey out with me. I took some time off uh, for a little bit to spend time with my family. We had a lot of exciting things happening. Uh, and I, I wanted to pause and reflect to see what it was that I wanted to do with this site um, and this podcast. And so we built a website um, or a blog site for you to go to. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check our new site out, it's dinneret45.com. It has a lot of great recipes from our friend Wendy to some really funny real life blog stories that I have shared. Um, some are good. Some maybe will give you a couple laughs. You might have a tear. You might find something inspiring or learn from it. Um, please go check it out. So we'll be filling those up as we go through this journey as well. So I wanted to talk to you tonight about tonight's episode. I had the pleasure of, of sitting down with Ginger Allen, who's a dear friend. Her presence makes the world a, a better place. She's truly an inspiration. Uh, she's a daughter, a mom, a best friend. Uh, she's just a pocket full of light. She is a spark of something good, a dream that has gotten bigger and better. And she's just the right thing at the right time. Her spirit is just the first thing people notice. And it was the first thing I noticed as a very young um, army wife. And everyone agrees that the very fact of her in this world means that there's still so much good to come. I truly enjoy her, her motivation, her inspiration, her energy. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that you will learn a thing or two from her. Uh, and also she has 
let me see how I say this. <laughs> She's not only, you know, a dear friend, like I said, and a strong woman and a, an author, but she's also the naked rancher. So if you haven't heard of her yet, uh, please go follow her on Instagram and Facebook. I love to see her Instagram stories, but she really helps and gives you some, you know, some, some help, how to's courage, you know, just, it's like chatting with your, your friend. Um, and she's hilarious in some of the videos that she posts. Uh, I love it. I, I really look forward to watching them. So I hope you'll find out, find her on Instagram. And she is the woman wearing clothes, the naked rancher wearing clothes, not the man. <laughs> so you'll hear a little story about that. Uh, I, um, I first met Ginger about 13 years ago and boy, she really left a, a impression on me. Fast forward years later, I never imagined we would be sitting down talking about old memories, courage, determination, and divorce, and starting over again. Sometimes us ladies have to jump back on the saddle again and find our true selves. And as women, we always have to find a way to do it and get back in the game um, if you've gone through a divorce. Don't be afraid. or even if you're not divorced or currently going through a divorce, sometimes as moms, we tend to lose our, ourselves and who we were, who we are, because we're so wrapped up in taking care of our entire family. So don't be afraid to go find yourself again uh, before you got married uh, and share your strengths and your happiness and the things that you used to like to do. Uh, take time for yourself. <laughs> So um, with that being said, I want to share my conversation with you tonight with Ginger. Uh, So please welcome Ginger to our table. Ginger. Hi, Laura. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing great. It's so good to hear your voice. It's so nice to hear your voice and see you. You look beautiful. (laughs) Thank you, ma'am, as do you. But you look really young. Seriously, what are you doing with your face? Hmm. I'm happy and super like glowy and like. like I'm you're... probably blushing talking to you. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> well, I, I'm so glad that you have agreed to come on my podcast. <laughs> I'm excited. You're famous. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but I was trying to think today, or actually yesterday on my flight back home, I was like, when did I meet Ginger? And so I don't, you've, you've met so many wives and so many people that you probably can't keep them all together because you're famous, you know, you're iconic. But no, I was, I was like, I remember we were standing in the ballroom at Fort Stewart. And I came to one of those, you know, one of those officer spouses functions or wives or yeah. whatever time it was. I think it was officer wives at that time before it changed. And it was like a welcome to Fort Stewart because I had just got there. Yeah. And I remember talking to you and I really wasn't sure who was who yet. And I had no idea. And you were just like the sweetest person. You were so loving. And so that accent got me too, because you were just so sweet. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, you were just like, you were just like. Wait, did did we have wine at this occasion? That might have helped. 
I don't know. I'm sure there was something. <laughs> they did. They did call them coffees, quote quote. But there was. They, they oh, really that's coffees. a good point. <laughs> so, but uh, or welcome. But uh, you were. You know, I do think I had a drink in my hand. I think the bar was open. That sounds about well, right. Well, but either way, you always have such a bubbly, happy personality that. Thank you. But you're an you, easy one to remember. Oh, thank you. But you really stood out to me that night because I was like someone told me that you were, you know, at the time you were a general officer's wife and you were the first lady of Fort Stewart. And I was like, she is? <laughs> I was like, she's so nice. <laughs> Wait, did I have my shoes on or had I taken them off by then? No, I think honestly, for some reason, I want to say you might've not had, you had sandals on or something. Cause it was during the summer. It was hot outside. Yeah. I remember that. It was right. Well, it was right when the fall, you know, started okay, okay. August, September time, right? But you were like super nice. You actually talked to me as if I like you knew me for a long time. Like I was it's like because you're easy to talk to. I know, but you were actually talking to me like I was like your neighbor in Texas or something. Like you were just you made me belong, and I hadn't even been there long enough to to really belong. But you made me feel so good. Well, so you're you're very generous. Thank you. Oh, no, <laughs> it just you just I mean you just were you were just incredible, and I just remember that you know. I was younger then, and um, I really was like, I really was like in awe of you because I was like so impressed with how graceful you were and how caring you were and how you just seemed to, you just you cared really about all the 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 army families, all the families, whether they were enlisted to officers, you didn't care what the rank was. You were so supportive and I always just remember hearing the things that you would say and talk and and I just was like wow she's at a general's wife that I uh, that I'm inspired by like I was I've known several general's wives and there's some that stick out to you and there's some that you're like you know okay I mean like I like I've said to my friends that are not in the military there's general's wives and then there's general's wives <laughs> so um sometimes you get to a status in the military and you see, and I've, I've seen this the entire time that we've been in, um, you see your friends change because the husband's or the spouse's status change. I would say husband. Yeah, no, you're right. It, and, it's unfortunate, but you're right. But it does happen. And it, it just always, it, you just never knew because you were like, really? Like what happened? But you, you never were like that. You were just like, I'm ginger. <laughs> so, well, thank you. I mean, I think that's why you connected to so many thousands of, you know, people. I mean, you just were, you know, I know I remember your nickname being Mama Bear. Yeah, that's right. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> so I remember, I remember people, I remember standing somewhere at something and someone said, that's Mama Bear. I was like, who's Mama Bear? I was like, that's Miss Kukolo. You don't call her Mama Bear. <laughs> it's like, no, so, I, you know, I was so impressed with spouses because after 9 11, to think that we were already looking at in a 20 year career, they, the, those new couples, having gotten married and coming into the military, would more than likely have 10 to 12 years deployed in a 20 year career. And honestly, I just thought I am, I admire these people and spouses so much. They're young. They're going to 
raise kids by themselves, basically. I don't know if I could have done it if I had just gotten married for that. So I was so impressed with military spouses forever. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was one of those wives that I know that's that what I mean. Four kids that had four kids and um, twins at that, and I was like, "Wow, I don't know what the heck I'm doing." But you know, you learn. But you did it. That's just it. That's why I just so admired and respected all ranks and all spouses because that was a heavy load, and well, you did it. I imagine. You did it. But, but you also did it too, as far as like, you held the strength and courage for everybody else. You were, you know, it's, you were it was the easy. On, it was easy on my end. I just was admired all of y'all, honestly. Well, you were, you were, you, but you kept it together. I, I will still say this and I might be biased, but I still think you were the best general's wife at in third ID history. You're so sweet. That's very sweet of you. It's a very special, wonderful. I mean, I am so grateful. My adult life was a military spouse, honestly, because I find it very worthy. And I'm glad and grateful my children were raised in that environment. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference. Um, It does. I can tell because I can see my kids being raised by the military and then other kids or by not well by the military being involved you know being a military family no absolutely and not to knock on anybody else's kids but you you can just see a difference in it because we we had such well I think I think it goes back to what you said we had such such we had to react and respond because we had a war going on and so there was no time to really think we were kind of dealing with our own stuff back at home and so I think you know you became a, a stronger woman or a stronger you did, mother. You had to make it work. It wasn't a choice. Yes, we you also had didn't to have make the, it work. We, we also didn't have the luxuries of technology like we do today back then. Nope, sure didn't. You're right. So when you got a call, or if there was a, if the rumor went around that there was a blackout, you know, yeah, panicky, or you'd be like waiting, or you know, you just didn't know what was happening. So you ultimately, I mean, I've said this before. I'm so thankful for even though I was married to somebody else in the military in the beginning, um, I'm still part of the military, but I'm so thankful for my upbringing in the military, as I say. Absolutely. It made me a stronger woman. It made me um, a better person. And it made me kind of deal with life, you know, all together. Oh, I, be- I believe that thoroughly. And it actually, you know, is helpful for where I am now in my life. So it was, it was a great life. Well, that's what I'm going to talk about. Like, talk about okay. rock. <laughs> you know, not only were you a rock in the military community, but so just a little background for the listeners. You hail from the great state of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you are a mom, a grandmother. Now, do you? Ha- last time I, kn- you only had one that I knew. You had a grand. I have three grandkids. Oh, three now. Okay. And I, I think they're all from your son, right? No, my son has two, and my oh, middle daughter Maggie oh, has, has one. He had one. I didn't. I missed that. I don't know. How yeah, I she does. Okay. A precious little boy. Oh, pretty cute. I think I so missed. So they're that. they're all they're all sweet babies. Well, see, and then you're an amazing author. So you've wrote oh. what? How many books? Three, four? Only three. Oh, three. No, okay. four. Oh my God. <gasps> see, I know you're my homework. You knew. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yes, four. You have a love for animals. You live on a, 
a ranch. How many dogs do you have, by the way? I, I can't um, uh, three dogs and okay. four, four. I just lost, I have rescue horses. I just lost a wonderful caisson horse that served the military for 19 years at Fort Sam Houston. And um, I just lost him. So I have four rescue horses left and they are such a joy to me. They're amazing beasts. I've seen video of them when you, okay. were, when you were looking for them one day or something. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> like, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they get lost and mama bear has to go out and have them follow me, forcing they'll follow me. Oh, and then, um, you, now does your mom live with you? She or does not now, um, but she has been, and now she is um, back in where I grew up, which is Temple, Texas, outside of Fort Hood. Yep, lived at Fort Hood. So, there you go. Yeah, so, you know, I, I have to say, I love it when you videotape your mom and talk. Oh, my God. Oh, you watch a chit-chat with Ray Virginia. Yes, I love Ray Virginia. She's like... Yeah, my 92-year-old mom. She's so sweet and so cute. And she's oh. like, I mean, the stories, I, I'm not joking. You you videotape the story or you just, you were all talking one day outside yeah. about the red lipstick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, was it was it certainly red or currently red? I can't remember. Certainly, it's, it's certainly red. Certainly by red. By L'Oreal that she was remembers. It was it Revlon or L'Oreal? I thought it was Revlon. I think you're right. See, I'm so glad your brain works. <laughs> I remember this stuff. Seriously, <laughs> that's and it's my mom, and you remember. That's amazing. You're right. It's Revlon, and but, she has always worn that red lipstick. So I was kind of like when I when I saw that story, I had a moment where I remembered my grandmother wearing red lipstick all the time. Did she? My mom would not wear. My mom, you know, would not wear red lipstick or anything like. That. She was more of the softer colors. Um, but my okay. grandma always had red lipstick on, and it just took me back to a memory of her. See. I just listened and listened and listened and I fell in love with it. And I just was dying laughing because she's like, I was 10 and, yeah, I, went, yeah, and yes. I went to the church. With, yeah. I couldn't remember. I was trying to remember. Did she go to the church with the red lipstick on? Yeah, or? she did. And her parents made her wipe it off. And she said that her, I, I remember that her mom handed her a Kleenex or tissue or told her to get yeah. it off. Or, and right. all I could think of was, wow, you know, that's, that's, that's a story there. I mean, you're so blessed and so lucky to have those stories. And no, they, you're I mean, right. I, I am. I'm, I am very blessed. And to be able to document that. Um, but that is in itself. I mean, she needs her own Instagram page. She is a hoot. No, I mean, girl. She, she could so do that. And she can't believe how many people, you know, listen to her. I Every week when I see her, I show her how many people are listening to our chit chat. Well, I saw her talking about her friends that she, I think she carved the names in the bunk yes, beds. Yes, into the bunk beds. I'm telling you, I love her. She's like <laughs> my hero. Cause I'm like, she is hilarious. And she just, she's so like, she doesn't skip a beat. No, no, she, her, you know, her, her brain works like yours. Oh, thanks. <laughs> she doesn't skip a beat. And I'm like, wow, now I see where you got it from. So. Oh, I wish, I wish she is a, so, a grand old lady. She is super sweet. So I'm like, I love that you're bringing that into everybody's, you know, vision and, and, you know, that's on your, your page that we'll talk about. But I, I just wanted to say that I really, I find that to be entertaining at times. Thank and you. I just, I laugh. And then I'm just like, 
okay, what are we going to talk about today? What are they going to talk about? <laughs> I wait. I look for those, though. I'll be honest with you. I love your how-to videos. Um, oh. I, I don't know what you're doing half the time because I don't, I'm like, she is on it. That woman has got it going. <laughs> But I don't think I'm picking up a bale of hay and I'm not throwing that bale of hay. So, <laughs> you just marching out there. Yeah, listen, I know, especially for a military spouse, you would so do it because you got to do it. Yeah. And there's nobody out here with me, so I got to do it. Uh, you know, that you might be right there because I get a little impatient if if uh, TK is not around or if he's See, you know you do it. I'll, I'll start moving the furniture around. Exactly. He's, he's like, what are you doing? You couldn't yeah. wait? <laughs> yeah, like, no. <laughs> so but I do I do think that that's lovely so I, I will I will tell for tell our listeners that um you have an Instagram page if they don't know it yet all righty I'm gonna talk about it briefly but I will say it's called the naked rancher <laughs> yes but I need to clarify something okay. because there is a gentleman by the name of the naked rancher who is actually naked and he is on Instagram. So I'm the older female one and I am not naked. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Um, yes. Yeah, so we better clarify that because. Well, you just did. Um, okay. Good. Thank you. I, I did not know that. I mean, I've heard of the naked cowboy. I've seen the naked cowboy in Times Square. And I'm like, you're not naked. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, but when I first. I, I first saw this and I was like, what the hell is she doing? I know. I know. And I read it and I was like, TK, Ginger's got this Instagram page and it's called the Naked Rancher. This is when you first started doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the hell she's doing. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. And he's like, <laughs> and so, you know, I would tell him and stuff, but he's like, what is she doing? Is she? I'm like, well, she's not, you know, I mean, she's, you know, fully clothed. No, I, listen, I, I have people write to me to say I'm doing false advertising. <gasps> They do, because I'm not naked. But, oh. you know, I'm like, and the only thing is I do explain it on my Facebook page of the Naked Rancher. So I explained it there that I'm trying to be. Naked Rancher page? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm behind. I don't know if I'm following that, but I will. You need to follow that. I could do you a lot more follow, on there. Are but... you following my dinner at 45 Facebook? Yeah, and girl. Okay. <laughs> As you quickly but the, um, the Naked Rancher is about being a woman trying to honestly run a ranch by herself. I love it. I mean, that's where I say that I think you like, I mean, obviously you're brilliant. You are, you know, educated. You're you're, you know, a mom, you're, you've been a spouse, you've been, you know, you've wrote books, you, you are, you are already that, but I feel like this reinvented you. It did. And I totally enjoy it. I mean, I knew, knew that my, I mean, my ex always knew I wanted to come back and have a ranch and be on a ranch. Um, and I'm trying to make it work. Well, I think it's great because that's where I started thinking about, you know, when I, when I look at, you know, my, when I originally started my podcast, I wanted 45 people that had inspired me and I was supposed to, I've got, I've got till my forties before my turn 46 to get all this in. But I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, listen, you will do it. If anybody can, you will. We'll see. You, you'll probably have 450, not just 45. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said, I started like, again, I didn't expect to do this like full time and I didn't expect this to go off. It was just something for myself and my birthday. I was going to enter 40, I was going to interview 45 special friends or people that have inspired me or, you know, made a 
difference in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm like, why did I stop at 45? Am I going to have to read? Yeah, why did you? Yeah. No, because I didn't think it was, I, I didn't think I was going, well, first of all, I didn't think I was going to be podcasting this, you know, COVID changed that for me because I yeah. couldn't go meet with my friends. And I was like, well, right. let me, you know, I was going to interview them, but I didn't, I think when I originally started this, I didn't expect or didn't know what I was doing, which isn't often I decide I'm going to do something and I have no knowledge in this, but I just decided to do it. Well, and, so, and, it, and it took off. It did. It took fabulous. off. And I think I thought I was going to write some kind of journal about it, or I don't know. I mean, I'm not a writer, so, but. Um, yeah, you are. Well, I'm a little, but short story writer, but not anything major. But um, I really started thinking about people and you were, you know, up there on the board. <laughs> and so, uh, that, seriously, was, Laura, that is, a, that is an honor. Thank oh, you. Thank you. But I thank you because I learned so much from you and I don't know you probably, obviously, I probably didn't say anything, or I'm very shy and quiet at times, believe it or not, and so, um, but I learned to be just, I, I think I learned to be a better woman from you, too, because you inspired me so much as a, as a, a you know, a military spouse at that time, but I, as, like, inspiration, because you had your shit together, obviously, and, you know, <laughs> You did. I just, I just acted well. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> and you were just, you were just so kind. And I was like, I, I wanted to make sure that I always remained very um, passionate. And I, I, exp I expressed myself to the families or the army yeah. community um, in a certain way. And I, I think I did a great job because I was always did, about yeah. the military. Yeah, you are. You're totally devoted and enmeshed. I was probably too devoted at times. And I've talked about that being too devoted because I was just dealing with whatever and I didn't want to face what I was dealing at home. And so I... I, and I don't, but don't you think that that could have been very common for a lot of people? Because it is, you're living a different life and sustaining a life without really without really dealing with some of the issues you might have personally. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I also, it was great for me to do that. And I do not regret anything that I have done up to this day. I, I think I will be the first to tell you, and I've said this to my boss and my organization, the military defined me as a role in, as far as all my volunteer work and sure it made me the vice president that I am today. It Absolutely. made me recognized for my hard efforts and all my work. So, you know, some people say, oh, why are you volunteering? Or, oh, why would you agree to do that? You know, when I built the memorial, people thought I was crazy. Right. I mean, right. I, had, I had so many people against me when I was building that memorial, people I didn't even know outside in the community, older men. That's know. unfortunate, yeah. But. I still drove on. It took me three years, but it was a little bit longer right. for me to raise that money. But yeah. you, you drove on, you did what you had to do. But right. um, I, I, I found that it made me stronger and it, yes. made, me, it made me better. And so, um, you know, some people actually, you know, always thought I, I volunteered too much, but I, I, was I hiding other things? Sure. Um, was I hiding pain? Sure. But, you know, it, it kept me going. So yeah. I am, I'm forever. Well, and the military needs those volunteers. I yeah. mean, it's, it's how things happen. 
Well, yeah, because it just doesn't get, it just doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't. And if somebody doesn't step up to the plate, I mean, that memorial, would it have been done? No, because, you exactly. know, when we originally started that, and I often would, would tease uh, uh, General Cloutier about it, because um, when we started that project, it was supposed to be this small little thing, you know? Yeah, It yeah. was just supposed to be a small dedication area, nothing. Yeah, nothing I remember. Big. Right. And I was like, sure, I got this, you know, and I was thinking at the time, $10,000 at the minimum, you know? Wow. Really? You know, like it wasn't supposed to be what it turned out to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was just, you know, and like I said, it took me, and I'm a fundraiser by heart. Um, I've been fundraising for 26 years. And so um, that's what I'm currently doing now um, for an organization, but I, had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had never built yeah. a damn thing. I was like, yeah. my poor father kept saying, do you want help? Do you want help? I was like, no, I got this. You know, uh, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, you know, and somebody, you did it. Well, you know, I did it, but um, I had help, of course, from others, you know, but um, sort of, I didn't really have help, but I had help. It's kind of a long story, but, um, but, <laughs> Um, you know, what, what I know, but you, you have to have been the driving force, which I mean, if you don't have that, you don't get others at all. So you have to be the driving force and the person bottom line that has to make it happen. I want to talk about you a little bit more. <laughs> You're like, great. <laughs> No, I want to talk about you. <laughs> so, oh, there's another <laughs> I'm an open book. Besides <laughs> um, all that, um, you know, I wanted to talk about about some of the similarities I noticed that we had. So, yay! Yeah, we both are mothers. We both are grandmothers. Yeah, fun. <laughs> which is so crazy. <laughs> so, you're, you're too young, but fun. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I'm Gigi. What do they call you? Prilly. Prilly, nice. New, okay, now I that is because when I was born, I have brothers, older brothers, and they couldn't say pretty, so oh. they would say Prilly. Did you talk about this story? about yes with my mom and she with your mom outside <laughs> see wow you are first, good you were the first you baby good. girl coming home and yes you have what two or three brothers two two i can't remember see i'm, I'm yeah that no listen you're impressive yeah and they they so they started calling me prilly so mm -hmm. that is the nickname in the family and that's what my grandkids call me I, I love Gigi. I just think that's a perfect grandparent name. I, I like it too. Um, you know, there's been some, you know, going back and forth about it, but I like Gigi and I claim that I'm Gigi, but I think I my, my granddaughters are a little confused. They're like, who's Gigi? Well, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm your grandmother. Well, I'm not granny. Just... I'm not grandmother. I'm Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think Gigi's a perfect grandma name. It sounded classy in French, so that's what I wanted to be. Oh, and, very good, very good. Yes, very. So good. we have grandchildren. Gigi, I love Gigi. Gigi. I love the movie Gigi. <laughs> yeah. So we both have grandchildren, and I did not know this until not too long ago. You have an autoimmune disease as well. I do. So yeah, I, I have lupus. Yes, it just diagnosed me with Addison's disease. 
Oh no, really? Uh, about a month, it's been about a month, I guess. So, and I'm back on medicine and I'm doing really great. I've never- Are you? I'm so glad to hear. I have never felt better this entire time. Oh, uh, don't you think about all those wasted years? I do, and it makes me angry. Just like I know so many people we have in common, um, we both have been divorced. We both experienced right. divorce. Right. Didn't see it coming. Um, I, I was shocked, but I, I was like, wow, this has got to hurt because it doesn't matter who does what, who files for divorce, who ends the marriage, whatever. I have learned through my own experiences and then just going through the, the emotions and the cycle, there's so much pain regardless yeah. of who, who files, who, what, who moves on first, who doesn't, you know, there's always, there's always yeah. the, pain, the, the, how do I pick up after, you know, for so long, because for me, I chose to leave my first husband. Um, and it was a, it was a thought out process. I mean, he, he wasn't surprised, um, but it was a, it was something that was probably agreeable and that needed to happen. So for me, I, I felt like my, when I left, the hardest thing for me leaving was leaving the military because as yeah. I, was, that's all I've ever known was the military. Yeah, right. Being a young military wife, the military community, it has its own little circle and network. And, you know, I didn't know what it was like in the quote civilian world as everybody yeah. said, oh, civilian life. Oh, yes, I was a civilian before I came in. But again, I came in so young that the military became a routine and a comfort. No, me too. It's your comfort zone. It's what you know. And I mean, I think for me, I, uh, uh, 40 years with one man, I honestly, I, I mean, I'm not saying in the fit of anger, I never said no. I want a divorce or something. Right. I, I mean, you know, I, I can get upset, but I never thought that I would be divorced, but I wish him well. And um, I, I didn't love him for that long for, to not want him happy. And he wasn't happy with me. And so, you know, it's kind of like that butterfly. Why hold on to something if they don't love you? Let them go. Yeah. So I, that's why I felt. And it just means that hopefully there's somebody out there for me in the future. There is somebody out there. And, and that person will be so lucky to get you. And oh, thank you, do, you. you do need to not be picky, but that's all I was <laughs> I am. I am picky. No, no, I'm not picky. I am particular particular <laughs> at this time in my life i want to be particular i'm not you know a spring you just, chicken you so. just spread those wings of life <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to spread those wings so i'm sorry for your listeners i'm making faces so you are you're making faces it's I'm all making face so i'm making her laugh probably at the most inopportune I know, I have, time I have the most annoying giggly laugh so it's awful but uh but what was so if i can ask you what yeah. was your first thought of like oh my god i'm getting divorced because i have this envision for some yeah. reason i see you strapping on a pair of boots and saying well hell I guess I gotta do go to work now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Okay, no, that was later. 
<laughs> the very first thing to me was embarrassment. Yes. Because I was failing. But you I did was, fail. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I did not. Are you saying that because you didn't see it coming? Or are you saying that you were, are you just being really hard on yourself? No, okay. I guess it's just, I never assumed I would get a divorce and I didn't think of that in my process. Yeah. And then, so then when it happens and I, you know, even though I say I want him happy, which I do, oh, well, um, but it's embarrassing for me to say, oh yes, I'm divorced, really? which I, I don't judge anybody else for it. I just didn't assume it would be me. Right. Cause well, you just don't think that because I think that we're programmed as young ladies growing up that marriage yeah. is forever. Yeah. I mean, you don't, exactly. unless you, unless you grow up in a, in a, in a young home, unless you grow up as, and your parents got divorced when you were younger. Yeah, that's true. I, did, that's I true. honestly, I, I mean, I didn't know what divorce was. My parents stayed yeah. married the whole entire time. Me My too. were married. Um, you know, I, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what it was. And that's, yeah. and I didn't know, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to tell anybody. I didn't know how to say it. I, I went through. I went through, like, even though I left, I was, I guess I could see where you thought maybe you failed, but you didn't, you didn't fail. I can see where you thought that maybe. Well, I mean, you know, it does take two and I have to share some responsibility in that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I didn't come from a family of divorce and then, um, you know, you fall into that good girl syndrome or something of, which therapy has helped me. I've moved on, but you found that symptom of what could I have done to save it? I mean, what, what didn't I do? Why wasn't he happy with me? Right. You so, know, but I, I, but it is, you know, it is what it is. And then I think I love his family. So what do you do with that? What do you do with friends? I, and I understand most military people have to decide with him, but that is a loss. And so you go through that loss of um, what you knew and like you're back in the military. Yeah. I, yes. I, I always expected people to drop off and not associate with me, but for some yeah. reason, everybody hung on to me. That's nice. And, and I've had, of course, a lot more women that have been, you know, nice to- iconic woman regardless no, well of the no military no. you are but, great no well that's very generous of you, you but, but you know but I do miss that aspect that I lost really the whole kind of the military side and that doesn't get to be acknowledged so then that's why I thought okay I do have to pull my pants up I got to put my boots on and I now live in a ranch and I got to make it work all by myself. And there's a lot of stuff to do here. Exactly. That's what I said. You get your boots on and you're like, well, shit. I gotta That's go. exactly right. You <laughs> so, got to move on and you can't. So did you, know? you, did, so did you, I learned this through therapy and it took years later, but, yeah. write, but did you, do you remember now looking back on the moment that you were grieving or the moment that you mourned your divorce? 
that that's a hard question <laughs> like, no, well I mean I think um do you ever remember feeling that like oh this it's finally over or it's over and then it's like for me I was like oh this is what it means to be like it's over and it yeah. was like there was a for me there was a mourning period not because I was unhappy I mean I was I was 100% confident about the decisions I made but right, I was right. like dealing with the 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 loss of the connections that I had and I didn't know at the time how my friends would you know the people that I knew which which way they would go and I really didn't care at some point I kind of you know but being though that I was a young military spouse that's all I ever knew no you're but right I think all my friends I, were military <laughs> just about I know see that's just it so but I think that I realized or not realized, but one thing from the military, of course, is resiliency. You got to, you know, pick happy, pick the good choice, um, make the right decisions. And, and what was it? So, yeah, I, I did mourn it and miss things and uh, be upset. But then really, it's that military spouse that kicks in that says, pull Whoa. yourself up. Yeah, welcome to the new world. <laughs> exactly. And this is just like another move or a deployment or whatever, not with that person, but you're okay. You made it before. You're going to be okay now. Yeah, that's kind of, but it took me a while to see that. Um, yeah. And I was like, and now looking back, I'm so proud of myself because I was so strong and I stayed with it. Oh, I can I so see that of you, Laura. I can so see that. But in my opinion, you've always been strong. You've hidden a lot of stuff from people, but you were always, I thought, strong and positive and happy. Yeah, I, I tried to make the most out of it. I never wanted anybody to know what I, like I, if I was sad for anything, I never wanted my friends or anybody that I was associated with to know that I was hurting. You're right, or to carry that burden. Now that is not healthy for us individually. No, I learned that. <laughs> yes, me too. But for everyone else, that's what I think the whole resiliency thing point is. As a military spouse, it's a bigger picture than just you as an individual. And like my kiddos are grown. And so that was the other thing was I do not want to be a bad role model for them or for them to think I don't wish their diet, their dad ill will. And that, that's I kind just, of how I looked at it with, you know, my children. Um, yeah. You know, the boys were younger, of course, uh, when we split, but I, I tried to do my best to keep something there um, or be positive when they didn't right. care because they were angry or they didn't like the situation. Right. They were angry. Right. They weren't angry with me, but they, they felt they were just going through different phases in their life. Well, they just don't know. And so now, I, and, but I'm going to tell you, I was not perfect, but I meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to be resilient and perfect, but you know, I may have not have been happy with the, you know, certain things going on, you know, whether it was things going on during the divorce or even, you know, before or after, but right. I, I to always still have a connection with them, but then they became adults on their own and they had to figure that out. I couldn't do right. it. I couldn't force them to have relationships. I couldn't do that. No. That they have to do. 
And they are their own individuals and they make their own choices and their own dealings with relationships. But I made sure never to, you know, publicly shame anybody or, you know, as, as, as tough it can, as it can be at times, I made sure not to have that vision for them. Um, and it was hard. It was, it, it was is. hard it for is. me. It's hard. There's it's no hard. part of it. I mean, cause you're in the middle of your own heartbreak mm -hmm. or your own sadness or whatever you're dealing with. And it's hard to it's, it's always hard to, do hard the right thing. And, you know, I have friends that have been through some nasty divorces. I have friends that have been through some good divorces and I'm just like, what the heck, you know, <laughs> like, I know. You're kind I know. of like, you know, uh, so it's, it's tough. It's just a, it's a tough situation, but I don't know what, when it was, I mean, I, I've, you know, I've talked about before, you know, I was in Paris standing on a platform when I realized that I didn't need a man, <laughs> no offense to Kay, <laughs> I didn't yeah, need yeah, yeah. To, to make me a person or to complete. Right, right. Um, uh, I'm so grateful that he's in my life now and I'm forever, you know, just thrilled uh, to pieces, even when he calls me at three o'clock in the morning to tell me he loves me and wakes me up and Oh, and, and I'm like, please don't wake up the dog because the yeah. dog's door is open and she's gonna hear your voice. <laughs> so, and I'm like, that's literally, true. This conversation that's happened true. last night. I was like, just text me whatever you yeah. want to say. <laughs> so, so he's like, oh, oh that's sweet. I was that's just sweet. checking on you, love. I was like, it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm in bed. <laughs> that's good. That's sweet. But uh, but I'm like, if Penny hears your voice, she's gonna you know wake up, and I don't want to get up yet. But uh, but when or where I guess what what I've learned is that I had like I said I had this strength that I don't know what where it came from um yeah. during that time so when when did how did you find your strength to start over and to make you you know you say you're resilient you've learned all that just but besides being a military spouse you know and learning resiliency and all that they talk a lot about resiliency but just as a, a, as a woman and as a human being, you know, you're still, you're still you. Where did you find your strength? I, it's, oh, it's got to be innate for me. Uh, it's just, um, I, or I had a great role model in my father and fortunately I have a strong family. Mm -hmm. I have a great support of friends, uh, therapy, Therapy's excellent. I talk about therapy a lot on here. Oh no, I I I do not know why people fight therapy. I I just stigma. It is. I mean, but open yourself to it and allow yourself to go through the process, even if it's painful. I mean, you can come out on the other side. But I mean, I'm so grateful for that, and all that to me blended together to help me through it. Because you know how it is. Some days it's just like, oh my God, please stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, in the beginning, I was, I was very like, what the hell am I doing? You know, how am I going to get through this? And I often, right. Right. I went to therapy, but I talked to my therapist about everybody else's problems. But mine. Seriously? <laughs> I did. I talked to my therapist about everybody else's problems, but mine. Did he or she not try to pull you back to say, she would try, but I, you know, me, I'm just like adamant yeah. about what I'm going to say. And okay. it wasn't until I was talking to my husband who, cause I have been in therapy, you know, just to, you know, off and on just to talk because sometimes things can be overwhelming for me. Um, 
you know, of course, had, you know, uh, just, you know, having just, you know, all these responsibilities that I have, I have, have um, or my health at the time, you know, has well, I was going to say, down. you've had a lot in your life. I have. I've I've battled up and down times. Yes, uh, you have. You you've had a lot there. So so I, you know, it can you know your health can really play a role on you. Now that I know what's you know what's wrong with me with the Addison's disease, that explains a lot of things that I was going through because my cortisol level was so low. Yeah, of course. And so that would explain why I was so sleepy all the time, and I was kind of I would, I would never say I was depressed, but I was just like. I was in a, like a slump period. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, but, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I cannot say enough positive things about therapy because I love it. I love my therapist now. I, Me too. I, Me too. I'm like, I, I finally realized one time we were zooming and I was like, Hmm, are you supposed to like your therapist this much? I mean, we were laughing and giggling and I'm yeah. like, who likes yeah. their therapist this much? Who giggles and laughs with their therapist? Yeah. Me. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I agree, but you know what? Sometimes it takes, you got to go through four or five to find I one, which did. most people I, don't have the patience to do that. I did. I have had some that I was like, yeah, you and me are not clicking and I'm going to say exactly. And you got to click <laughs> and you I'm got to like, click. And I used to feel bad too. Like, oh, I'm going to leave them. I was like, why no. do I feel bad for them? I'm leaving them. So what? You yeah, know? no, that's, I got that. I got that. <laughs> but, You're right. I'm like, oh, she's going to have to find another patient or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Just like, I don't think there's a shortage of patients. Apparently not. But, um, but, you but know, I mean, you're right. If you find one, then you're lucky. Well, yeah. And it dawned on me a couple of years ago. This is a long time ago. Gosh, maybe, maybe five years ago. I was standing there and I tell TK everything, poor guy. I mean, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get a break with me talking. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. and he's so gentle and he listens and he hears what I'm saying. He's not, you know, selectively hearing. He's hearing yeah, what I'm saying. Right. He's not patronizing you. Because I'm going to quiz him on it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> he knows the proof of self quiz, you know. Oh so. my Lord. He knows that I might go, did you hear what I said? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, he said to me one day, he said, you carry the weight of your entire family. You yeah, carry the weight yeah. of our entire family. You feel sad for everybody else or whatever right, else is right, going right. on or, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. And your friends, you feel I sad. I can see that. And he's like, you got to stop. He's like, how about when you go talk to a therapist again? And he went with me, which was entertaining. Um, and so yeah, it's hilarious. And so, yeah. um, but he was like, you need to make sure in these therapy sessions that you're paying for, <laughs> he's like, yes, remember you that to, <laughs> you need to talk about you, not yeah. so-and-so down the corner, not, you know, your daughters, not your sons, yeah, not right, me, right. not my family, not your family, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's right back with all these scenarios you know and he's like you gotta start taking care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself then I'm not gonna have you around and you know and so well, we, smart man but it, it was true though he had to tell me because he's like no I, I believe it I, believe I was it. so spending time talking about everybody else just about yeah like you know trying so have to you, have you gotten around to you yet yes I have I worked okay, because good. of COVID I got to talk to my therapist and be, you know, I didn't like to have to drive over there because I'm like DC, you know, drive all the way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
but I started talking to her uh, and we started talking weekly on yeah. our thing and it became yeah. a blessing. I, I was yeah. like healed and cleaned out and everything that had been bothering me for years, it was done. It was like a big dump. That's so good. Think was, of that time you wasted, girl. I know, but it was, I was so worried about trying to help everybody else. Like, yeah. <laughs> but again, it was my masterful tech, tech, you know, or my masterful plan. Let's not focus on me and my things. Let me just put them aside. Let me try to see if I can help the world. No, that's, that's what was happening. So I did that. So, but uh, yes, therapy. Sorry, I went off path for a minute there. But no, that's so I, all good. I, I'm I'm gonna wrap it up here shortly. But I have these questions. Somebody else busy employing. I thought you would be perfect to ask. Uh oh. Yeah. Just Throw don't... it at me. <laughs> so, a couple questions. So, if you could have a conversation with the future younger Ginger, <laughs> what would you? If you could go back five years, what would you change about the future? Five years? Yeah. If you were a younger ginger and you could see what was going to happen in the future, go back five years now as younger ginger and see what would you change? Does that just make sense? Did I just throw you for a loop? No, 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 no. No, it makes sense. Um, I, oh, wow. I would say, I don't know that I would change anything. I, I mean, I would, of course, I would think I would want to try to do better to save my marriage, but I don't know. Would you give Even now, I wouldn't know how to do like, it. Nothing? Huh? Would you give yourself like a warning? Like, oh, you know, I wish I would have seen this. Or would you, would you be like, yeah, you know, it happened, everything. I wouldn't change anything, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I don't know. I honestly, it's like, well, I thought I was doing the right things and I, I don't think, I, well, I need to go back to therapy. I don't think I was doing anything specifically negative and not supportive. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I kind of hate that, Laura. I need to go back to therapy. No, you don't. Say, so what do I, what would I do five years ago? But I, I, I thought about this. Okay, good. Tell me. And I just would have said, I wish I would have been stronger from the day one when it all started for me and not been, okay. not been, um, so quick to make decisions and say, oh, you know, I, I'm just like, whatever. I, I wish I would have had the strength that I have now and towards the end of everything that was happening. I wish I would yeah. have had the very beginning. I wish I would have been stronger because I was strong and I, yeah. I was always strong, but I, I didn't have the grit or the, the power behind my, my, my being strong. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Like now, you know, like I feel sorry for anybody that comes walking in my path. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 I mean, you're your own woman. There you go. That's I perfect. found myself. I, yeah. I, I found myself and it took, it took all those years to find myself. Well, see, that's great. I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I think what I found is I don't know that I necessarily wasn't myself as much as, um, 
dependent on someone else approving me and mm -hmm. me trying to make them happy all the time. Yeah. 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 And that, you know, now it's, I'm, I'm okay with ginger. I love the new ginger, by the way, but that's just me. Yeah. But I'm false advertising with the naked rancher, but thank you. <laughs> that's funny. So, um, the, uh, what are you most passionate about now? Well, I'm, of course, my ranch in doing that in the Naked Rancher, but I, I record audiobooks, so I've got 57 audiobooks to my name. I saw one of those. Not long, Was it one long. of the racier ones? No, I anyway. didn't racy ones. You're doing like, wow. No, I wasn't. Okay, so most of them are, you because I audition, and it's through Audible, which is an Amazon company. Yeah. So I have to audition, and... But you know what? It's great. It allows me to be creative. I can do it from my house at any time. So I'm, if I'm up at 2 a.m., then I can record audiobooks and I edit and produce them all myself. So, I mean, you know what? It's a fun thing for me to do. It's, it's totally different. And I'm kind of glad I fell into it. I enjoy it. Neat. I like that idea of, of I didn't know you could audition for those. <laughs> yeah, you do. So it's just like, you know, if you're going to be in a play or something. So you find the genre you want. The, of course, my kiddos say, um, Mom, you can only do old Southern lady. Don't try any other accent or voice. Well, your voice has always reminded me of Reba McIntyre. Oh my God, that's what everybody says. That's too funny. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you very much. I Poor Reba, you. but... Who doesn't love Reba? It. I'll take it. I but anyway, so then I kind of, I, I mean, the only thing I might do is say general American. And even my kids are like, mom, you can't do general American. I mean, every word you say, like, look how I just said that general American. <laughs> Where did you so have I, but you I hadn't been fired yet, which well, how is did you, important. I mean, you didn't get what? How did you find out how to do that though? Where did you go looking for that? Okay, so after 3ID, we went, we moved to DC uh -huh. and I needed to take a year off from doing army wife stuff. I just- Imagine that, I've taken, imagine. even though I'm, so, I'm married still, but I've taken a, a sabbatical. <laughs> see, exactly. So I just needed to do that. So I started, I volunteered and started recording um, for the blind. Oh. And they taught me how to do the program, what equipment I needed, how to edit your own stuff, how to, you know, produce it. And then after a year of doing that, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to audition and just see if this takes off. But how did you and, get jobs? Like, where did and you I lucked out. And so now I've just been working for Audible and it's great. Like, were they advertising for something like that? Because <laughs> I don't ever see anything like that. Like, do you just like... I know, no. I just, it was through them that okay. from the, you know, recording and kind of, you know how like, even if, what do they say even that when you Google something, then your next week or two is whatever you've been Googling, it comes up oh, in an advertisement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The social, yeah. So, social I mean, basically, I, I don't really know, but something like that. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to audition. I can do that. You're like, I can do that. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I just lucked out. 
That's awesome. I love that. But I did see one book and it was, it was, uh, where was it? I don't remember how I, I came across it like a long time ago. It, it's been a while. Oh, it almost had like a grayish background. God. And it, the picture on the thing was black and white. Now I can't remember. I'm losing my memory skills. Oh, it was probably one of the murder books. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I do. I, exactly. And they're like, this guy comes on. He's like, and you're listening to, you know, he says your name and, you know, it says you're the, the narrator. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, kind of no, I, that's true. That is very true. I am the narrator. Um, but I, uh, I'm and I'm trying to think. I've, I've been lucky enough to have some authors that let me do their series. And most of them are kind of like, uh, uh, oh, what I want to say, you know, like, um, no, what's her name? Angela Lansbury did. Oh. Well, you know, like a woman who's a detective or figures out mm -hmm. stuff. Because that's a lot of country stuff or more Southern women. And um, only lately I've been doing an author who does vampires, werewolves, witches, Ooh. zombies. I mean, it is- That's getting like kind of- That's what I mean. That's my racy one. <laughs> that's your racy one. And I mean, I, it, I say things I've never said. And I thought, well, I guess it's okay now that I'm divorced. I can get out of my genre a little bit, but anyway. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that's great. I love it. So, okay. Now I'm going to go in for a deeper question. Oh, good. I love this. <laughs> I'm sorry. If tomorrow was your last day here on earth, what would be the most, what would you be, what would you be most proud of, inspired by and thankful for? All I'm right. Good, my right? last day on earth. First of all, I want to live every day like it's my last day on earth because to me, that's a waste of life if you don't do that. But, um, okay, I already forgot. Inspired? Inspired what by? Was the question? It was, what would be the most thing you're proud of, inspired by, and thankful for? Okay, the most thing I'm proud of is my three kiddos and being a military spouse. I just am so very grateful for that life. Okay. And, um, and of course, proud of is my kiddos. Um, thankful for? And thankful. Oh, it, see, it all blends together. No, I'm no, I'm not good for you, Laura. I'm like a useless are? podcast interview. Not, these are, these are interesting questions. No, I just, I'm just curious. I always like to get, I always like to get the feel of somebody um, that I've known and, and just get, kind of personal with them you know without yeah no I love that I'm just useless to you I um I I just you know it also blends together that um it's not like it's something so individual that it stands out it's just I um I'm just I seriously I'm just so very grateful for having spent my adult life with people yeah. that are willing to give up their lives for our country and their spouses yeah. Yeah. that totally give up what their focus was in life or what they wanted to do because they have to support the mission or the people that they live with in their community. And I just so admire that and am grateful that 
those are the people I got to spend the majority of my life with. Right. It's, it's, and it's and the thing is too, while I don't necessarily get to talk about this or for this to be a part of my life anymore, you can't take away my memories. Nope. And you can't take away how I felt sharing that life with people. And you, so, I mean, it goes back to what I was, you know, you've all, all jokes aside and all kidding aside. I mean, you really touched a lot of people. It wasn't just one person. It was thousands of people that you had an impact on. You did, you had, you had an impact over a course of how, what, 35 years or how long in the military? We, oh, we were, I was a military spouse for 36. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was close, 35, 36. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have Yes. So, right. so, but no, no, no. I'm just, but I'm saying you, you had a huge impact. I mean, look at me. You had an impact on me. You had. You're easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ginger. <laughs> yeah, well. No, I, you're you're, I, I you're a positive you. one in yourself. So. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty hard to impress though. Hmm. You have to do a lot to impress me because I, I'm just like, mm, okay. Mm. I mean, I really am. I'm very tough. And that's something that people don't know about me. Like I'm very, yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I, I don't, I, I don't have a, like, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say right now. I'm just, you know. Well, no, I mean, I do understand. And I am, I'm just beyond grateful for what you said. I, I just, do not think that as an, I mean, I do appreciate it, what you're saying, but as an individual, wow, we are just one in a million in that same bucket. Yeah. I mean, all Seriously. Women, I've learned that you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be, you know, the first vice president female, you know, you don't have to be the first, you know, doctor of whatever that's right that's right that's you don't right have to do all these things to you don't have to be famous to be recognized as the first female of something or I've learned that all females should be celebrated and recognized you know there may be a lot of women that you don't agree with out there or they say things that you're not so sure like eh, you know or there may be you're like oh wow that's a positive role model for me um it's whatever you know you feel but I think all women are special. I think a lot of people and a you lot of what? women. They have got to be because if we only left it up to the onesies that <laughs> shine or become big or Eleanor Roosevelt or whatever, right. you know what? There, somebody had a mama and that yeah. mama might have not done those big things or anything, but that mama raised some baby. And or made something happen or made her family, you know, get along or whatever it is, it's the individual and it could be generations before it pays off, but it's not going to pay off for her. She's got to feel it intrinsically, which we have to appreciate and feel it intrinsically that our lives are worthy and that what we do or not, we got to make every day, like you're saying, and what I did, uh, if I don't live every day, like it's my last day, I'm not giving my full attention to my gift or what today is. 
I mean, I, I really think you're 100% correct. I mean, I really was like, you know, another conversation poor TK was having me with me one night. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not part of the military life anymore. Like I once did. And he's like, Laura, you've served yeah. your time. I said, but you're still Absolutely. in Absolutely. Like, I, I said, but you're still in and I'm kind of not doing anything anymore, really. And he's like, Laura, you're a vice president of an organization. You're a mom. Duh. He's like, Duh. he's like, I don't know how you did everything before. He's like, stop giving yourself a hard time. You don't. Right. He's, like, he's like, you can check that box off. You gave your, you gave okay, your. Okay, you know what you're doing, which you would not do to somebody else is you are judging this against someone else and not valuing. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely everything. So it was from that conversation that I was like, yeah. oh, I need to value myself more. I need to value. Absolutely. And so it was those conversations that we've had late at night and talking because for some reason I felt like I still owed myself to be a volunteer. I still owed myself to dedicate my time and energy and focus to the military because I was like, right. oh, I'm back in, you know, I must, yeah, I must yeah. rush over well, there you're, you're and doing, sign up and check the box. But I think that's because it was just that, that thing I ran. It's ingrained. Yeah. Yes. And so he, he yes. finally, you know, he taught me, he was like, He's like, I am so proud of what you're doing and, you know, what you, the value of everything that you, you put in. And well, then you have married the right man to support you and stand by you and walk with you. Yeah. I mean, he truly does. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, you have given yourself to the military already. You are right here and willing to give it if you had to tomorrow. Yes. He's like, right. But, he's like, but I value your career and I want to support you and your career and what you're doing. And that to me was the first time that I was like, oh my God, like, you know, oh, I, I am valuable. I don't have yes. to be, you know, Absolutely. That, I don't have to be somebody, some, I don't have to be like that Colonel's wife helping. I don't have to be that lady or that. No, you don't. And you know, as women, we should appreciate that in each other versus judging one another and trying to put us earmark us in a little because but sometimes it's it's weird how you carry that guilt with you though oh no we carry we mom. carry that guilt i mean i'm not a catholic but i can wear a hair shirt and carry guilt <laughs> God, <that's funny>. i'm sorry <laughs> that was hilarious but uh but yeah are I mean, you gonna have to like bleep some of this out oh, just no, in case not, i just have to put explicit you know the check the box for it. <laughs> yeah okay um no but i i i've learned if anything i have learned that i don't have to be famous to be valued i don't have to be famous exactly to be somebody. and i think some people have it in their minds whether they're young girls or young adults and moving up in that world and i see it Oh, yeah. I have learned to value myself. And I think that that's the most important thing, if anything, tonight is to tell people that, you know, or tell women, um, you don't have to be somebody special. You already no. are. Special. And if you're a stay at home mom, you are right. a wonderful stay at home mom. You Absolutely. Yourself, you Absolutely. You, you will make a difference. You need to give yourself some credit and pat yourself yeah. on the back because that's the truth. That's the truth. Mom now in COVID, 
I'm teaching third grade with the teacher who's instructing on Zoom. Well, I admire you for that. And I'm running upstairs to be a VP at times to get yeah. on a Zoom meeting. Yeah. And then I run back to the kitchen or, you know, I run back up to depend on what part of the house we have, we have made him right. go. Um, but I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted oh, I'm at sure. times. And so it's been, it's been a fun ride, but I have learned to value myself so much. So good. I'm glad. Um, before we go, I mean, it's, it's been incredibly, <laughs> I see him. That's no, he's supposed to be in bed. He's got asynchronous learning this week. So he's like, I can stay up. Um, oh, but cool. before we go, um, I, I mean, it's just been an incredible honor to talk to you. I've kept you on. And a vice versa. Talk. Thank you for, thank you for even considering me. You, you have inspired me and I'm not joking. You have been a highlight in my life. I found strength through, through you at times. I was like, gosh, she is so wonderful. And she is just a woman. It wasn't that just because you were connected to the military. It's just, you had this, this glow about being a woman who was positive and you were a role model. And I don't think you knew that. No, no. thank you. I mean, that, that means a lot to me and I'm very touched. Thank you. Um, is there any last words that you might have for anybody listening to this podcast about, you know, anything starting over being you finding, you, you know, yourself? Um, oh, I don't know. If there's anything that about. we haven't, we haven't touched on. I mean, I'm grateful. I thank you for doing a podcast like this and not only getting your word out and sharing your humor and your life and the ups and downs and, um, working through it because this helps other people realize being an individual is very important. And you know what? There's a lot of us that are different and yet we are a lot alike. Yes, we are. And I didn't even get to touch on your naked rancher thing. How, but really quickly, how the hell did you come up with naked rancher? Okay. All right. All right. So I, her you gotta go to her Facebook and Instagram <laughs> yeah that's right yeah it's a female. no I because I was out here and I did some work naked and I did wear cowboy boots or my boots because you know you got snakes and stuff out here and so a bunch of my army wife girlfriends came out to visit a few times and they just started calling me the naked rancher and then they were like okay you got to start something and start writing with this or blogging or something and so I'm trying to get the trademark on it. I filed for that and um, just getting it out there through social media. And that's what I'm doing. But it was Army Wives that said, you got to be the naked rancher. Well, I'm, I'm but gonna, not naked. Yeah, you're not naked. <laughs> that's so funny. Nobody wants to see a 60-year-old naked. But anyway. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe you're 60. You don't even look. In, you're like. You're so sweet. But yeah. But anyway, no, to, thanks for mentioning have- it. It's fun. I will have to come out and see you in action one day. You come on, girl. I have some con- I have some people that work for me in Texas. And so well, come I- on, uh, madam. Thank you, Laura. I'm honored that you wanted to talk to me. No, thank you. I'm so sorry I kept you on for so long, but it's just so fun. I've enjoyed, <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed every moment. You made me feel so good about my memories too of being a younger you know spouse or a woman and it's just not like I said it has nothing to do just with the military I just find such strength and joy in you as a woman thank you thank you very much and your daughters are so lucky to have you as a role model thank you very much so I'm impressed by you but thank you even though I embarrass them thoroughly
doesn't. I mean, come on. That's true. That's true. Does it? But um, you know, I will check back in on you maybe one day. You know, later on. To Let's see do that, and you come to Texas and you come visit. I will. I would love that. So thank you so okay. much. Have a yeah, great. Yeah, you take night. care. All right. Bye. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for listening tonight. I am so glad we got to have a conversation with Ginger. She's just a lovely lady. And don't forget to check out The Naked Rancher on your Instagram. Uh, until next week, everybody stay safe and have a great Valentine's Day weekend. And sending love to everybody. Have a good weekend and talk to you all next week. Bye. <laughs>